0: Well, hello, folks. This is the 204060 Podcast. Well, we're excited to be here. Thank you for your response. We're getting great response, more and more response. And uh, I'm sitting here looking at traffic go by on Franklin Pike because I don't want to look at Trevor's hat. And he's got this new shirt on that really looks good. The hat, though, is a kind of a throwback to Art Carney and the Honeymooners. It's a Stetson, though. It's a Stetson? Is it new or is it off the shelf somewhere else or whatever else? New. It looks good. It really does look good.
1: Kinda. It reminds me of my son's hat that he wears yeah. that my grandfather. I'm a little envious,
0: did. to be honest with you. I'm a little envious. But um, it's it's a great day for us. It really is. We're, uh, we're having to rush the podcast because although it's the morning, we're very worried about storms this afternoon, right? Tornadoes. Yeah, there's going to be some tornadoes here. But uh, I've got a basement, so I'll be in the basement. I'll be there with you doing my thing. No, I don't. You you don't need to come over. Uh, (laughs) No, you can come if you're scared. You can come. It's a it's a community thing. We built our house for the train in his training is. got a train. I got all kind of stuff. I love it. Our our topic today, we're going to we're going to chase this thing about the impact of technology, not just in churches, but upon faith and upon life. Think about this in the 50s. That's when the microchip was invented. That's when fiber optics, that's just hard to believe, fiber optics were invented. And the first credit card came out. American Express uh, issued a credit card in the 50s. This was something uh, totally unknown. And I'll tell a story about this as we start. But in the 70s, that's when video games uh, got going. I remember uh, uh, we bought some for Jeff. And uh, was it Nintendo? Atari first. Atari. Atari Mm -hmm. was the first. And uh, the LCDs came out. Boy, that was that was a hot screen for the first time, and, uh, you know, they started putting those out. And the pocket calculator, you know, uh, that, that that's just amazing. In the 90s, though, when Trevor was coming along, the MP3 player, that was good. And then, uh, you know, to help us in war and peace, the GPS guided missile systems, the smart missile, we could pinpoint where we wanted to put them. And also the Internet uh, came on, really came on Uh, in the 90s strong. Uh, When I first went to Lifeway, we we weren't using internet. There was no emails and whatever, and it just changed almost overnight.
1: And shout out Uh, to Vice President Gore as we're in Nashville since he invented it.
0: I am so glad he did that. Thank you, Vice President Gore, for that. Your contribution is not unnoticed, but it's uh, not believed. Anyway, (laughs) so... uh, (laughs) Yeah, the credit card. you, You talk about generations. My dad... Uh, had never, he was 55 years old, had never borrowed money or had a credit card and did two things that absolutely astounded me. He went to the bank and his, his best friend was the, uh, president of a bank. And he said, I want to borrow some money. And the president, DeWitt Evans said, well, sure. You know, how much do you want? He said, well, I don't know. And he said, well, what do you mean you don't know? He said, well, uh, you know, I don't know, $200. And he said, you, you can't borrow $200. What are you doing? He said, well, I've never borrowed any money and the president of the bank was stunned my daddy was had lived 55 years and had never borrowed money for a car or anything he'd always pay ca- paid cash uh, for that the second story is that one time he visited me in cleveland and bought a car with a credit card i'd never seen that before and they'd never seen that before but he said i want to buy this car and they said fine uh, do you need some financing he said no just put it on the credit card And he said, I'll pay for it when I get back home. So he bought a, I think it was a $15,000 car. This would have been in the eighties with a credit card. It was amazing. Crown Vic. It was amazing right there in Cleveland, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. He bought a credit card, a car on credit card. So uh, that's kind of where it is. And so we're kind of chasing the the technology thing and uh, you know, it's all around us, but is it helping us personally? Is it helping us as believers? Is it helping us in churches? or does it hurt us? It seems to be a positive thing, and it might as well be because you're going to use it or not. So what do you you think? What about technology uh, today? Uh, Somebody chase it, Jeff or Trevor. You go first.
1: Well, it's definitely changed how we do church because I remember the first church that I pastored when we moved into the modern era, and we bought our first sound system uh, to replace an antiquated one and we added a CD recorder so we could record and duplicate the service. So that was a change from you guys who had done tape ministry for so yeah. long. Uh, now we still we still will duplicate CDs for someone if they absolutely need it. Uh, but we, we broadcast it free in a podcast. Uh, there's a Judson Baptist podcast that actually has all of our stuff on it. So that's changed. And now we even video and live stream our services. So that's changed em- just th- those are subtle changes, but they're 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 pretty seismic. When you, you know, think we about it. we
0: uh, travel a lot. Your mom and I travel a lot, and we love to listen to audiobooks, But most uh, cars you rent now don't have a CD player, right? It. So you have to download it on your phone. So it's kind of interesting. They make you do that. So maybe that's the part of technology I don't like too much when they take something away and then kind of force you in uh,
2: to using something.
0: What about you, Trev? What's
2: I love technology allows me to be more creative i can uh i can understand a little bit more about where people are uh the creative side of it though is just what it fascinates me because it feels like you don't have as many limits you can understand things more but at the same time you can you can you can really see from uh from where people are because that's everyone's used technology. So
1: can you talk a little bit about how you collaborate with our communications director in some of those programs? Are you well versed, say in like Adobe Photoshop and things or, or or is that something that you have to talk through with someone to get there uh when you when you collaborate with him? How do you do that?
2: Yeah. Well when we when we work together we uh he he kind of does the um he kind of does it like he clicks on th- like he does the uh, actual control of the program um and i would be like um uh, we would work on it together uh cognitively i know i understand what he can do um i don't really i'm not really well versed in it but i understand all of the things that we can do all the different layers that it takes um to make something look a certain way or to you know what's interesting work. about
0: Trevor's response is that I absolutely believe everything he's saying and I have no understanding what <laughs> right. he's talking about. Well it's I know I have no understanding. Yeah. what what you just said, not not about uh collaborating, but what you said at first about how it helps you what connect and and whatever be, be and be creative. And you know, you know, I have, I have no idea yeah. what that means. Yeah. Because my creativity is usually with a with a pen and a piece of paper drawing stuff or or what you know, I it that works that's how that's how I, I work best creatively. And so it's really funny. I believe everything you say, and I have no understanding, hmm. I have no understanding at all of what
2: you just, what you mean by, mean right. by that. Isn't right. that. Isn't that odd? I think kind of to help you with this, if I'm thinking about how you preach on Sunday mornings, use a lot of uh, examples, use a lot of personal stories. And so with technology, I could make a visual or we could make a video or we could make even a setting in a room that would enhance every story that you tell hmm. um, from, from the lighting, from the backdrop, things that don't even move. We can, we can take the stories and the feeling and the, w- the way you want people to think and just totally enhance everything yeah, that, you That's
0: did. really amazing. And once again, I believe you, but I have no conception of how that would really work because I'm not sure that would work for me. Hmm. and uh so so you know it's a learning moment here
1: is is that a learning style issue perhaps for some of us because um if you're you know i guess the the seven laws of learners the way the way that people appropriate learning do you think that that plays any role if someone is a visual learner an auditory learner or you know what works best for you do you think do you think that that would make a difference
0: i think it would make a difference for some people i think it might be a little bit confusing because i remember when uh when our uh, our folks here just kind of changed the ambiance and the lights and whatever, you remember that? Yeah. And some of the people, really, actually a little older than me, said, "You know, why 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 do we have blue lights in the sanctuary?" <laughs> I mean, they couldn't get it. You know, well, what, it's I mean, mood, that was a mood sub- lighting. <clears throat> that was a subtle yeah. thing. It was like, "What the world?" You know, what, what, what why are we changing these lights here? Yep. They weren't against it. They didn't understand it. Yep. And and I didn't think about it except I knew I liked it. You know, I, I thought, "Hey, this is I like this." Uh, this is really neat you and and what 's really funny is that we do that every year at Christmas, right you know, and so the lights are on the trees and it looks like they have snow on them or whatever, and they don 't and whatever or they do and you know and 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 you have all this different sort of sort of a mood altering thing, but you sort of expect it at christmas and and i wouldn 't expect it, and a lot of people wouldn 't expect what you just said uh that 's just a dimension that we ought to think about more, you know if that 's true. Uh, that you know how to do that and it really helps, then we ought to think about it. We ought to mm-hmm. do it.
1: It's a, it's it's a it's a funny thing because um, I think there's a I think there's a fine line, uh, and and we can maybe kind of circle back to this, but I think there's a fine line but between what I would call navel gazing and stuff that actually helps you. So sometimes I'm shown things that our guys are working on and they're like, this is the coolest thing in the world and. My general response is great. How is that going to help you preach tonight? How how's that going to help us in our worship tonight? Uh and and it, the being cool for the sake of being cool may not be as what I, as much of what I'm interested in, but when what Trevor's talking about, there's a point behind it. And is there a, and do you and think it's attractional it. to do that? Is that attractional
0: or is it is it really uh Functional to the hearing and the receiving of the message. What do you think? Uh, is it I th- both? I
2: mean, so I would say, <clears throat> I would say both. It's attractional because it attracts uh, all different types of people because we're all speaking, hearing, uh, processing things differently. Mm-hmm. But it's also functional because it gets us to a certain place that we that that the person is communicating, or the people on stage, or the organization where you want them to be. Uh, I would, I would kind of. Uh, circle back to answer this question by asking Gene a question uh well how, how do you use technology at your own home like how do you kind of progress in technology how do you um how does that work at your own house
0: well uh for me it's kind of slowly we we progress slowly it's it's almost if it's not a necessity you know for what we do now you think about it i've been uh, i've been in ministry 44 years been married 44 years Uh, the way I study is even different from the way Jeff studies. He uses Lagos. I still like books to be out there because I found, and this is true, that if you, uh, if you underline, if I underline something, I'll have it for a while. If I write it down, I may have it forever. And uh, studies prove this. If kids in college, they they bring their computers in and they type and whatever. uh, They don't retain nearly as much as if they write it down. It's kind of interesting. So, it's probably a part of my style and whatever and and I feel like many times that technology uh technology is an intrusion that I don't necessarily want. Uh but recently, um uh, I, I did a series on the four questions and uh so I bought some uh software which by the way didn't work on a Mac, which is another reason I hate Mac. But anyway, I bought some software uh that was a voice, uh, you know, it would it would it would uh, type to voice. Yeah. And so uh, uh I had uh my daughter uh, uh they got they got it working on their Mac finally and uh but it was an older version. Anyway, and it just typed it all out, so I didn't have to type it, and it's right there for me to edit. You know, if I want speed wanna. dictation. Yeah, it was excellent. You. So see, that's that was a real uh, boon because I didn't want to have to type all this stuff out when I've already said it. It'd be easier to go back and kind of correct it or edit it or whatever. But technology to me, I, I don't, uh, I don't require, or I don't see the need. I may require, but don't see the need of Instagram. I'm on it, but don't see the need uh, to do that or whatever. So technology in and it of itself comes to us slowly. So we, you know, we get not the latest version of the TV, the latest version of the computer, the latest iPhone, or whatever else. Because for me to get in a routine that I, I I can learn to work in that environment is better for me.
1: I'm stuck in the middle on that. I'm, I'm not. A, uh, yeah. Excuse
0: me, I'm not, a, I'm not an early adopter. Yeah, and I'm,
1: right. I'm definitely stuck in the middle on that. I'm, you know, we cut cable, so I guess I'm on – not the front end of that. I mean, people have been doing that for a while. But of my friends, I'm certainly on the on the front end of that. Uh, we we only have internet in the home, and we use an HD antenna, uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime for any of our entertainment stuff. Um, and and so that would be on the front end. At the same time, I would imagine at the as I'm looking around the table that you may act, uh, Gene may actually have the latest version of the iPhone. What? Are you have a seven? I have no idea. What do you have? 6 plus. Yeah, so I'm a 5. So and I could I mean, I could have upgraded uh forever ago. It doesn't mean anything to me. Uh the phone works. It's not slow. When it gets slow, I'll or when or when Apple finally phases it out, you know, I'll I'll go upgrade. But but that that means nothing to me. I've never understood having to get the next version of something that already works. To, to the level of satisfaction that you know, I have, you know. I
0: guess I was burnt out on that when I had a TV ministry, and you couldn't buy or lease a camera that would last six months. A new one then came. Somebody right out. came out, and you yeah. just had to have it. And finally, you just say, "You know, wow! I, I, it's so fast. I, I can't. I, I, I don't have the time to keep up with that because I don't see how it makes and, what I'm doing better."
1: And that's 1980. What eight? The, Eighty nine, 80, 80, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's how long ago that was. I so, can't imagine what it is now. So now we're talking about that. Now, now, what's funny about technology? Have you guys seen the Samsung commercial that's out right now? That's basically talking about how we don't need your award shows because we create for ourselves. And it's showing all these movies created. I don't. I, is it a Galaxy S or something that they're promoting? <laughs> I can't remember. But it's basically home movies shot on a phone, edited on some software, and saying we're creating for ourselves and. I find that I find that very interesting because I would never do that. I mean you would would you, Trevor? Create videos for myself? Yeah, would that be an would that be an interesting piece of it for you with the technology? Yeah, yeah. Just, I think video. Just to have it just to have it for your own self? Yeah,
2: I yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh it's the I think the iPhone has or the phone with a with a camera on it is the most it's how people have become famous photographers, really.
1: Uh, by the way, have you ever had a phone that wasn't an iPhone? Because it came out in 2007. How old would you have been?
2: I had, I had. Did uh, you have
1: flip phone to start or something like that? Razor. Yep, I had a razor. Razor. Yeah. yeah. How razor quick? Flip. How quickly though? Were you into the iPhone? Uh, how old would you have been in? Se- uh, it's
2: second version, probably. I didn't get the first, but okay. I I got the second.
1: So really, is it fair to say that with you, you don't really remember life without iPhone?
2: Yeah, sure.
0: I
1: mean, oh, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. How, many, how many
0: apps do you have on your phone?
2: I don't know.
1: Do you, I don't have
2: a clue how many apps I have. 100? No, no, no. 50? Maybe like 20 or 30, something like that, apps. Yeah. I'd be
1: in about the same range, and I use about five.
0: Yeah, that's about where I am. You know, one thing that's interesting, with the, the, the rise of uh, like YouTubes and stuff like that, uh, you, you sort of expect a YouTube to be a little you know, shaky, grainy, Uh, sound not great and whatever but then they make the phones better and better and better and so what was acceptable uh, as this is the technology we have and this is the way it looks it it doesn't have to be the best of film quality all of a sudden has has been changed because of the 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 killer uh, camera and and video uh, capabilities of a phone now it's really pretty amazing
1: well you have to forgive me because I'm not I'm not a I'm not a movie person, so I'll, I won't get the movie right. But there was a movie made about some Navy SEALs uh, some years ago that, it, to my recollection, was shot all on the DSLR platform. So wow. that that you know, the, the camera you can buy at Costco, you know, is what they made a full length picture with. I mean, amazing. I mean, that's just that's kind of where it's at. And I don't know what those cameras cost today eight eight hundred two thousand dollars we have to stop you know.
0: and ask brad our technician here yeah. what do they cost today? he's a he's a he's about two thousand he's a videographer
1: what by a couple of thousand dollars wow yeah so i mean that's you're talking you're talking about as good a quality as you would want for anything and and i guess i guess the thing of it is to me that where, where technology is affecting our lives let me let me spin this a little bit there's a positive let me spin it to the negative. Um I'm I'm in a church now with students, and every student, when they're 13 or 14 years old, now has an iPhone. And uh, I I told a a family this the other day about uh, one of their kids who's just a fantastic kid, and we were talking about phones and different things going on, and I said I would I would let your son keep a rifle with ammunition in his bedroom before I'd let him have an iPhone. Mm. And the the parent kind of took a step back, and I I said I said I know it sounds crazy. But think about the world that you're unlocking for a 13- or 14-year-old kid. And I don't know if you guys have seen – I feel like I'm in commercial world, and I never watch TV, so it must be YouTube ads that are popping you up for me. You love commercials. That's why you Well, watch. I don't, have, I don't, have, I don't no, ever you have you TV don't have TV, that TV that so you watch commercials. Yeah, so you just watch commercials on YouTube all the time. Get so, some cable here, man. Yeah, so, but this was interesting. Have you seen the thing? It had Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, and he's got this big, huge phone, and it's a company advertising a dumb phone for your kids now, that they can play games, text, and call, and that's it. Because they don't need yeah. the technology intrusion. And I think just like so many other things in our lives, I don't think we realize how much culture invades us through our, our accessibility. Well, you, you're getting
0: to a great Christian, Christian uh, principle right here. Uh, you know, I think most people view technology like they view culture and everything else. Hey, this is just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't stop it. It's just the way it is and whatever, but it doesn't matter whether you're going to a movie or, or thinking about your TV or what you're going to watch or your iPhone. You ought to say first as a believer, how does this really uh, improve enhance and make my life better without destroying my faith, without Mm -hmm. destroying my family, uh, relationships or whatever. And, and I don't think about it enough. I know that, uh, we just assume that that's, you know, what we have, uh, I remember when cable came along and we got it and we had, you know, 12, 15 channels and now there's, I can't even count the channels and I loathe it because I can't watch what I want to watch. They're making me do that. But, but with all that junk that's out there, I'm thinking, how does this make my life better?
1: Well, I heard our student pastor have a conversation with a parent talking about giving their kid an iPhone. Well, we don't want them to feel different because everybody has an iPhone and and this line was so great and Justin was right on the money. He said, you need to think about what you just said, because if you want your kid to be just like everybody else, that's exactly what they're going to be like. Mm. And I thought, wow, I mean, that's, that's a, it was kind of a reminder that, you know, we're called to be different. We're called to, to, to be, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, we're, we're called to stand out in the negative sense of it, but we are called to be separated out from this world. There's
0: somebody at this table that ain't buying it. Yeah, I know. Uh, he views technology, don't you? And qu- quite different from the way we're talking about it,
2: don't you? Yeah, yeah, I kind of do. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with Justin on that fully. Uh, that's a great thing to say. But at the same time, isn't everything? I mean, you can use everything to just destroy your life or to take you. I, I, we have to. We have to explain like why, if we're not going to, if we should do something or we shouldn't, because people today, my generation. If you tell us not to do something, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, And if you tell us the negatives, it's still not that big a deal. But if you tell us why it's going to be good for us, if you show us like the huge positive in it, and it and it doesn't really work to say like, you know, it's going to make you a better person. It's going to make like we have to have some actual tangible things. Like, how can I use this to better me? Um, How can I use this to better my life? Um, Because there's so much negative reinforcement, it feels like um we have to get we have to have um a lot more positive reinforcement in this for instance this is this is kind of what i view technology if it's going to hurt me technology hurts me in a massive way in my generation and a lot of people um if it takes us uh, if it distracts us from the people in front of us and it helps us if it gets us in front of the people that aren't around us and that's a good point especially and i think that's huge for church because uh for pastors for people um if 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 it's taking us away from the conversations right around us if it's taking us out of having um out of those conversations and we're distracted by this text or that call or that tweet or this uh, insta post you know like that's not good at all that's massively hurting us but if we're using it when we're not necessarily around the people that we're called to be around that we need to be around to get us in front of them then we can sh- make some huge strides in the in the church world and in personal world um, getting us around people that we need to be encouraging um, when, when
1: you're teaching on monday nights how how much of your teaching time do you think is taken up by people noodling around on their phones when they i mean they meant to open their Bible app and get to it i mean uh, you know honestly it wasn't like they were trying to blow you off you know at all but how mu- how much of their de- attention do you think is divided by what you were just talking about
2: right right um everyone i'd like to say you know 100 percent is undivided attention just because of the way that we try and um craft uh really with the lord our services but i know it's not so i th- i would say like 85 90 percent but you know you don't have to have an iphone to be distracted no, sure. no Absolutely. Not. Sure. it's always been that so Absolutely. people have
0: always taken a pen or piece of paper and doodled or they just looked around or they in their own mind, they just check out on you when you're talking or, or but here's what happens a lot of times in communication too. You're talking and you're making a point and a person sticks on that point while you go on. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to fathom that and, and maybe it's, it's affecting their lives or, or doing something. But what you say about being in the moment with people, I think is, is very important and very different because I think people today often, Except uh, that I'm going to be talking to you, but we're probably going to be distracted. You know, they just, uh, but it makes the person that's not looking at that text feel like, well, you know, you're not very important or I thought I,
1: I've, I've had to go a different route with that. When people come into the office, if they want to see me staff member, if, if it's, if it's hey, I need to shut the door and talk to you, the phone goes on airplane mode and it goes in the desk. Uh, my, nobody that would need to contact me wouldn't know that I'm here and couldn't talk to my assistant, um, be, because of that reason, be, because even if I don't look at it when it dings, everyone looks at it and, and it stops the train of thought. And, and for me, that was harmful. I couldn't even not looking at it. I couldn't so stay how, focused. So
0: how does technology then, if we turn it, I'm a believer and I have a world of technology, video Audio, um, information like crazy. How does that make, uh, how does it make it better for me as a believer trying to live my life as salt and light in this world? Not the potential of it, but, but how in reality does that help me, um, you know, be better, do better, uh, know better?
2: Hmm. Gene, I would, uh, there's a lot of things that you, you, you said right there, 'cause that's a that's a heavy question. How does it how does it help no. me be better, do better, all of that? I, I so I, I would ask you, that person that's asking me that question, you or whoever, um, if you don't use a lot of technology. You said you have Instagram but you don't like to use it. That's fine. That doesn't really matter. I, I would say, well, what do you what do you love to do? What do you what do you really care about? And there's some form of technology that can help you advance that area of your life, to help you glorify God in that area, rep rep the Lord in that kind of world in such a way that's going to bring people to him. And so we have to think about how to use technology. If we are living um, missional lives, if we are living evangelistically, you know, if we're trying to help people, disciple all of those areas, if we can use the things that we love and find out the technology that enhances those things that we love, then we're going to find some passion in it, and we're going to be able to bring um, people to Him. Like so, the purpose behind it is is huge. But you're com- you're combining technology with the thing you love with a purpose that is kingdom purpose that's bigger than us. Can you
1: give me a specific example of that, like how that plays out for you?
2: Yeah, for me, I, I love to. Uh, I love hearing stories. I love telling stories. So I, I spend a lot of time seeing people's stories on Instagram. There's an Instagram story. So I, I spend some time doing that. Um, and when I do that with people and I tag them in it, that shows that I care about them enough to associate who I am because on, on that platform with them. And uh, we can give, I can give shout outs to people that are doing great or that I care about or they're, that I'm wanting to have an impact in their life. And it's, and it goes a long way, and it's very intentional. And uh, I'm trying to be intentional with people's lives, and that's kind of like a very churchy word. But I really do want to care about people enough to, to associate with them, um, to show that I care about them. And that, that goes a long way with the people that I'm hanging out with, I think with, with everyone if we associate with them.
0: Well, that makes sense. See, the generational jump here between Trevor and my generation is that I tend to want to use technology to help me do tasks. Yeah. And uh, do functions. He d- uses technology to to hook up and relate to people and get into their lives and whatever. My generation, you don't share your life. You know, you you. There's a lot of there's a lot of private world in my generation. Don't share your feelings. You're having a bad day. You don't think everybody needs to know that or a good day. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah,
1: I it, still agree with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just kind of who you know, we are. You, you,
1: your your bad day doesn't need to be in my Facebook feed. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. about, about, I how, really about how the grocery cart ran yeah, away from you and hit well, your car. Yeah, and you know, we're not going to you know.
0: be we're not going to be uh, deeper in a relationship <laughs> when you tell me that you ate a burrito for lunch.
1: Oh, there he goes again. Uh, it's, it's, it's always goes back to that, doesn't it? But yeah. about food. It's a on, see, I, I see it functionally.
0: That's right. Uh, okay, I want I want technology to help me functionally to do what I do: study, preach, write, uh, uh, communicate with somebody, yeah. and it and it all works well for me to do that. Uh, but there are sometimes when I have looked at Instagram and I've looked at uh, Facebook and whatever else, and people are sharing stuff and videos, and I'm thinking, ouch! You know, I, I'm not comfortable
1: here. All I don't of think a I would have shared that. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and it's not
0: bad necessarily. It, I feel funny because I would never share that. It just wouldn't be a part of what I would use that for. And and it's not really a negative thing. It's just that I'm f- more functional. You're talking relational. I think that's kind of interesting.
1: I'll say just one thing kind of as we, you know, for me to wrap it up a little bit is that the the misnomer is that all of this information is really helping us. I think uh, we have all the information in the world about diets, for instance, I mean, you can go on online and find everything you need to know about diets. And if you don't exercise and eat right, it doesn't matter what you know about diets. You're not going to lose the weight that you want to lose or you can learn all about workout plans, but if you don't go in the gym and lift, you're not going to get bigger muscles. So, in the same way for believers and churches, just putting out a bunch of information—if we can't find a way to get people to apply that—yeah, just and, having the information right. hasn't helped anybody. And
0: I think there's, I think, I think it's great. I think, uh, I think like websites for churches are almost like uh, Match.com, yep. where you can look at a profile of a church. Here's Preview. what we believe. Here's what we do. Here's our ministries. And somebody asked me not long ago about, you know, uh, all these datings, not dating, but you know, well, they're dating sites. And and I thought, I've always thought, I think that's a pretty good idea. Actually, you know, if you don't know somebody and they're willing to kind of get to know you as long as you're not lying. And, you know, I know a lot (laughs) of people do that and putting false pictures up or whatever, but gee, that's to me, that just kind of makes sense. But you can get you ahead of the game. Well, and you can do it all now buying cars and houses and whatever else. But once again, to me, that's functional. That's not necessarily relational. Well, all right. What we learned today? Uh, I learned that I'm sort of functional by technology, and Trevor is generational, and I mean uh, relational, and Jeff's sort of in the middle.
1: I'm skeptical. Hmm. I think that's the way I, I have to be won over.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I definitely I could see both of those. And um, for me, I, I think that one, the one thing that I learned is, uh, it has to be on purpose, or it's just kind of lost. Mm. And uh, and if if we if we're gonna be people that that kind of uh, don't just preach on Sundays, but preach with every area of our life, we really need to like focus on uh, on the technology on purpose idea and. I think it'd be cool if, if we were if we became, um, like Jesus people, that uh, that didn't just follow the trends of culture and technology, but set the trends of culture and technology and uh began to reclaim this area because like Gene says all the time uh technology you're not going to be able to get rid of it it's just going to grow on itself yeah. you say that you I've heard you say that a few times it's just going to keep getting more and more uh technology driven this world is so how can the church maybe even reclaim this area um that feels so lost or untamed if you will or just way out there and uh and set the trends for it again um as a church and uh and really use it to bring people to Jesus. It's just it's cool to hear all of us talk about this.
0: Well, I like it. Well, listen, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. You can always find us at judsonbaptist.com. Uh, Trevor's got this uh, killer uh, ministry going uh, here at Judson if you're a college-age student, young adult. Uh, come to Judson. Uh, it's great. We'd love to have you. He's also got a My Local on Monday nights. Uh, you can find out all about that. Jeff and I share preaching duties here at uh, Judson Baptist Church. We're going uh, through series. We always go through series, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And you can get a hold of us. If you have comments to make or if you'd like for us to chase a topic, uh, please uh, communicate with us, and uh, we'd be glad to uh, give consideration to that. We really thank you uh, for listening. We'll see you next time.